All right, welcome back to Goshen Rising. Today we have a phenomenal guest um, for our business casual segment in Goshen Rising. And in this podcast, what we wanna do is seek to see self-reflection and how it looks in many different faces, many different walks of life, many different career paths to be able to guide not only the youth, but our peers and the older people that take an interest in this type of content. And today we have Suli. Suli, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and uh, just give a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we can start the segment. Okay, I appreciate you having me as a part of this, uh, you know, this podcast. Uh, you know, one of one of the uh, most important things to me personally is uh, uh, knowing that I am in some way, shape, or form uh, paying you know paying things forward and uh, and you know working with the youth uh, to, at any capacity to help them uh, with anything that they need. You know, whether it's direction or guidance or uh, you know uh, emotional support, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's just an honor, you know, I'm honored to be a part of this, uh, this segment with you, you know, so just to give you some background on myself, I'm actually uh, uh, West African, I, I was born in the Ivory Coast. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, shortly thereafter, my parents moved back to their home country in Guinea. Uh, so the first eight and a half years of my life uh, was spent in Guinea. And um, in 1992, my parents decided to uproot the family and, and, and you know, move to the United States. So uh, uh, we moved to Philadelphia. So I grew up in Philly. Don't hold that against me. I know I'm in the DMV area here, you know, uh, Eagles, Redskins. So uh, don't hold that against me at all. But, you know, uh, for the same reasons that most people move their families uh, to the United States, you know, better opportunity for the family, children, uh, better education, uh, school systems and, and whatnot, you know, so uh, I grew up in Philadelphia uh, in an era really in the 90s where most of what I personally heard from from adults was, uh, you know, if you want to make something out of your life, you know, you have to you have to go to college, get that education and get that degree. You know, that that college degree was highly valued in the 90s. Uh, you know, did that, went to school, graduated, got a degree, uh, graduated from Temple University uh, and, you know, uh, for two years, I would go around interviewing from company to company and, um, you know, wouldn't get a job uh, because I lacked experience. You know, that's the way the world views it uh, sometimes, unfortunately. But uh, everything ultimately uh, in the moment, you may not understand. But later in life, you know, Steve Jobs talks about uh, when you do some self-reflection on life, you kind of uh, you can only connect the dots by looking backwards, not not forward. So, uh, you know, looking back now, I, you know, in the in the moment, I was frustrated because I graduated, got the degree, everything everyone said to me, I, I felt like I've done and achieved and accomplished and did it. Uh, but but the reward I was looking for wasn't ultimately there. But you know, looking back now, it happened for me and and not to me. So. Um, so, you know, I, for, I was fortunate enough in 2010 to find a company that I'm currently with, which is American Income, uh, which is essentially it's a union uh, uh, union benefits, supplemental benefits insurance company. OK, so um, worked really hard and uh, 
you know, gave it my all and, and through hard work, you know, I've qualified for uh, the current position that I'm in now only after two and a half years. Uh, so, so, you know, so took a promotion, went to Harrisburg in 2015, uh, did really well there. Uh, and the company reached out and asked me if I'd like a shot at running the DMV area, which is a larger market to grow the company's market share in this area. So, you know, took an interest in that and moved out here in 2017 and, uh, you know, built an agency. So, uh, so by profession, I'm an, I'm an insurance agency owner. Okay. And so uh, one of the things that's extremely important to me uh, is that, you know, we don't, uh, we don't bring people on board on t- into our agency and our organization just because, you know, they're looking for a job. What's more important to me is uh, focusing on helping that person, uh, you know, develop themselves, you know, be, being a better version of themselves, you know, and, and uh, uh, the youth really, if, if we can make the biggest impact, it's going to be within the youth to, to, to do that. All right, because ultimately it's the youth uh, now that's going to, you know, graduate and become that adult that, that uh, you know, that, that are future leaders and, and whatnot. So, uh, so, you know, I appreciate you having me on here and I'm, I'm happy to, you know, by any way, shape or form, you know, pour into our youth. I appreciate you. Most definitely. Um, so on, in, in the podcast, Goshen Rising, and this is because it's a fairly new podcast, I kind of want to explain the idea behind the name. When we, t- when we talk about Goshen, Goshen was a plot of land that was very close to Egypt. And the Israelites, they actually inhabited this land until Moses had a revelation from God to take them out of captivity into the uh, land of, that flowed of milk and honey where they could be free. And so that's a metaphor for our mind state. Right now, there's so many places in our minds when we're young that we're actually trapped, we're in bondage, but there's always something deep inside of us that yearns for a freedom. And everybody that I speak to on this platform is either achieved a piece of that freedom or they're heavily on their journey getting to that freedom. And this actual situation that we've created with business, business casual what we want to do is give our host uh, a chance to come up with five keys that they wish that they could have given themselves at a younger state in their life to make a true difference. And I think that self-reflection will help the youth that are in these situations where these keys could help them at a critical time in their life actually navigate some of the downfalls that may have slowed us down on getting out of Egypt into freedom. (laughs) So I'm gonna have you start with your first key that you wish, and could you give us the the age at which this may have happened to you, where you wish you would have got that key? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, it's it's funny, they say, um, uh, there's there's a saying we've all heard, uh, hindsight is 20-20. Uh, and, and again, you know, uh, speaking of 2020, uh, uh, what we as human beings, uh, what we as human beings, uh, mostly look at or see when we think of 2020, we think vision, right? Per- that perfect sight, that perfect vision. So, uh, that's the first, that's the first one for me. Okay. 
Now, you know, in terms of the age piece, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know that I can, you know, give you a definitive age, but I can give you a time frame. You know, when I think uh, a timeline, when I think this started to to really uh, hit me, okay, uh, personally. But um, you know, having vision, uh, you know, it's in the Bible too. You know, without vision, people perish, right? Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different ways you can interpret that, the meaning of that. Um, and and uh, ultimately, there's no right or wrong way to interpret that. But uh, when you think about that, you know, a vision to me is, is uh, when you think about the, the end goal, the end picture, right? If, if we get in our car today, right, we want to go somewhere. We know where we're going, right? The, the vision is is the destination right so so there are different ways to take uh different roads to take to get to that final destination but we don't just get in our car and really just drive around you know and, and just make turns here and there uh and and end up somewhere we didn't envision going so uh you got to look at your life in that same light okay you got to look at your life as that vehicle okay so so um i think having uh, starting with whatever vision, what, however you envision your life uh, to be, you know, uh, think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or 30 years from now, retirement, what does that look like, you know, for you? Having that vision in mind uh, puts you in a place and in a position where you now have to go to the drawing board to come up with goals right. and an action plan, you know, right. and an action plan like that, that, you know, we're punching in the destination into the GPS now what the gps is doing is calculating how long it's going to take there right what roads to take if there's a you know if there's a, a de, uh, if there's an accident what detours and road closures and all this other stuff so but it starts with having that vision so so you know the best advice i can give people is um uh, especially you know younger folks is is you know start at a young age to try to figure out what direction you want your life to go okay because once you have that part that piece figured out uh you know things that are going to happen in your life are going to happen that's going to lead you to your find your destination wherever you're supposed to go and ultimately you know uh 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 with that vision is not just coming from you you know if, if you envision it that means god has put it in your heart already Okay, so it already belongs to you. Now your responsibility is to go out there and get it and God's going to lead the way and show you how just like you know, uh, he did with Moses and the uh, and, and the Israelites to lead them to that promised land. Most definitely. And you know, one of the things that comes to mind while you were speaking is that it's never too young to ponder what your future can look like. You never too young. I mean, I, I it was so many times in life where I think as a youth, we end up in this state of just wandering around, you know, where <laughs> we don't know what the next day holds. We only, you know, we can't even tell you what the end of the year would be like, but it, it makes such a difference. Like you said, once you take some time, slow everything down and just say, wow, what does the next 10 look like? Yeah. In 10, that'll easily make you look at the next five. Then it's easier to look at what the next year should look like. And then it makes it much more clear to figure out what you need to do today to get there. 
you know. So if, if uh, one thing I want to let the youth know, if you're having trouble figuring out what to do today, it's because your vision isn't clear for your future, you know. So that's that's a major major key. I thank you so much for that one. What's what will for be? Sure. Let Let me just elaborate on that a little bit okay. too. And that's a great point, you know. Uh, but to your point, you know. It, Having a vision is probably not not enough, you know. Uh, I think people, uh, as as human beings, I think we ultimately perform better. You know, we 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 do what we're supposed to do when there is someone else, you know, that 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 is there that can help hold us accountable to it, right? You have you know you have kids, right? If you if you tell if you tell your kids, look, you know, next next month when school is out. I'm going to take y'all to Six Flag, right? Right. So, so what do kids do leading up to that moment, right? They they envision themselves being in Six Flags, having a good time, and all this other stuff. But what do they do daily? What, they they actually talk to you constantly about it. They nag you and that, daddy, daddy, we're going to Six Flags, right? <laughs> so they're holding you accountable to what you say. So you know, having a vision is great, you know, but I think um, you know more important is. You got to write it down, and like you said, have that clear vision. Write it down, uh, and, and and communicate it to people. You know, communicate it to somebody who you know is gonna, in the right way, you know, push you towards that. Okay, that's your way of telling the world, look, this is what ultimately what I want out of life. Like if you say, for example, I want to be president of the United States, right? You write that down. You communicate that to people. People in your life are gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna. They're going to push you towards that because that's what you said you want, especially, you know, a young child saying something like that, that, that means that, that, that that's a huge deal, you know, so I think communicate it and make sure, you know, you communicate it to the right people who will hold you, uh, hold you accountable to what it is that you ultimately uh, say you want out of life. You know what, I love that point because when you tell someone the accountability rises because you'll have them say, hey, look. I want to do this tonight. And they'll go, that's not what a president would do. Come yeah. on, man. You know, and when you become a president, they might pull this back up and, and it could affect, you know, your campaign. So yeah. it almost gives you some, some guidelines to stay within because you have a future goal that you're trying to get to. So things that seem risky to someone who doesn't have that type of goal it may become very clear to you that this isn't the path that I want to take because does it help me become president or does it deter me from getting there? So the vision not only helps create a plan, but it also helps create boundaries yeah. for what is intrinsically going to help you reach that final goal in the end anyway. So, oh man, vision is important. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. So moving right along, key two. Let's let's see what it is. So um, key two is uh, it's really uh, um, and and this is all kind of tied together to some extent, some degree. You know, because when you uh, when you say you want something, you know, uh, chances are uh, there is someone else on this planet that's already achieved it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, chances are somebody else on this planet that we all live on has either achieved it or has come close to it or whatever the case is. So uh, the second key for me 
is, you know, is, is doing whatever due diligence that you need to do and research that you need to do to, to seek out those people, right? To seek, if, if I want to learn how to build a house, I, I'm going to find a carpenter, right? I'm not going to go, you know, go, go find a, uh, you know, a computer engineer, <laughs> you know, they know how to engineer computers, right? Uh, I'm going to go find a carpenter and, and talk to them and figure out how to build a house and get coaching and training from them. So, so really it's, it's um, uh, researching and identifying the folks and the people who either have or strive to, to, to achieve the things you want to achieve and, um, and modeling their behavior. Okay. Kobe Bryant, one of my favorite, you know, people of all time, one of my favorite basketball players of all time. So he, uh, I mean, arguably he, you know, no one can argue the, uh, the fact that he's top five players that ever played the big game of basketball. Right. So, so um, uh, if you do any extensive research on Kobe, what you're going to find is when he was 18, he got into the NBA, right? He immediately sought out Michael Jordan. He immediately sought out Magic Johnson. He immediately, Larry Bird, all of the greats. He sought them out and talked to them constantly. And in fact, you know, first time he met Jordan the, the, in the first five minutes, he says, I love you. Like, I, I look up to you and, and you know, I, I would like to get some coaching and help from you if, if, you know, if we can make that possible, right? So if you follow Kobe's career, like when I tell you he's done so much research on Jordan to the point where he, he chewed his gum the same way. He stuck his tongue out the same way Jordan did when he shot a shot, right? Same fadeaway shot, same dribble, same like spin move, same exact everything to the T. All he did was look and see, all right, who's the greatest at what I'm trying to achieve because I'm trying to achieve greatness, right? And, uh, uh, and, and he modeled the behavior of that person, okay, down to the T breathing patterns, every single thing, you know, when he went to sleep, when he went to go practice, when he, you know, would spend time with family, he did all this extensive research uh, and, and, and did exactly what Jordan did. And, you know, I mean, uh, go figures. No wonder why he ended up with five rings. He came up a little short by <laughs> one, but ultimately, you know, five rings, uh, five championship rings in the NBA is a huge accomplishment. So I think, you know, it's modeling. That second key is, uh, you know, find someone who has what you want and just, you know, do as much research as you can uh, on that person uh, and, and their patterns and behaviors and everything, the way they talk, the way they smile, the way everything. You model that behavior, you'll get the success. If not the same, you'll get similar success that, that they have in life. I love that because, like you said, it goes back to mentorship. It goes back to taking a... a time to really study what it is and who it is has achieved what you want. And um, I think it, it, that conversation almost sparks a part in me that says, have humility as a yep. young person. Realize that you don't know it all. Realize that somebody out there has accomplished it and it's better to read their notes on a journey that you're about to travel than to run into every single pothole and misfortune and dead end when this person literally has a roadmap and he could say, take this left, yeah. go here, it's shorter, you know, and you can achieve the same thing 
and probably less time by yeah. having uh, a mentor, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. And, you know, what I say to people about that is imagine again, like we, uh, you, you live somewhere different than I do, right? Let's say we got to go to, to the gym, right? And, um, you know, uh, uh, and we got to take the same road though. What if I get on the road and not, you know, there's a car accident backed up. Would you want me to call you and tell you, hey, Miles, listen, you know, I would get off because there's a uh, there's there's an accident. It's like standstill. Or would you rather would you rather just let me just let it go and, and, and just let you get caught in the tra same traffic? Yeah. Call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's what a mentor is. OK, that's what a mentor does for you. All right. They, they, they call you in times that you need the most. Uh, learn from the mistakes they make. That's the, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole purpose and goal, you know, but again, like one of the, the things that, the two things that get in the way, and you mentioned this was humility, okay? Uh, you gotta be humble, you know, you have to be humble enough to cry for the help that you that you need. We all need help. What, what person on this planet doesn't need help, you know? <laughs> nobody did anything on their own ever, like nobody, everyone got help, right? Uh, but, but ego, yeah, people's ego getting away. And what I will tell you is uh, egos destroy so many people, you know, whether it's life, career, uh, uh, relationships, it, ego destroys everything. And, you know, uh, I saw an acronym before ego standing for edging God out. Mm. Okay, when you edge God <laughs> out, you know, you're allowing your ego to get in the way. All right. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard a podcast one time and I love this, you know, and I actually put it on a T-shirt. Um, you know, and it says, uh, and the guy said, um, you know, instead of, instead of, you know, having your ego, why don't you be a, uh, uh, a host of God on this planet and not a hostage of your ego, mm -hmm. right? Host God on this planet instead of being a hostage of your own ego. All right. So ego is one of the things that, um, you know, we all have it. It's cool. It's okay to have an ego. You know, it's just a matter of utilizing uh, it for the way that it should be utilized. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, be humble, have humility and, uh, you know, take good coaching and direction. You know, my mindset is just, you know, I just sent an email yesterday to, to our corporate office, uh, cause you know, they asked me to do something and I did it right away. They're like, Oh, thank you for being coachable always. And, and I, I replied back all the, you know, uh, executives are on the email and I say, well, my philosophy is this, you know, if, if, uh, if I do what you guys asked me to do and it doesn't work, I have every right to come back to you and say, Hey, your plan sucked. <laughs> you know, your plan didn't work so I'm gonna do it my way now but you know it's yeah uh, you gotta you gotta you know be humble enough though I could say you know I could say no I'm gonna do it my way because it's my agency right? right but but and they're just giving me advice so that they're here to help me so if they're here to help me why wouldn't I listen to what they you know to the coaching that they're uh, I'm not gonna allow my ego to get to the uh, get get bad to the point that you know I'm, I'm edging them out and edging God out and not you know, seeing my dreams come to fruition. Most definitely trust your coaches, trust your mentors that they have the best for you until proven otherwise. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I like yeah. it. All right, moving forward. Key three. This is going, I love it. Key three, you know, and this is, uh, uh, this is not a, um, an easier one for me to 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 be open about, uh, but I, I know that I know that uh, being open about it 
can definitely help, you know, other people, you know. So um, we live in a world, uh, unfortunately, uh, where, you know, there's a good amount of people out there who are just, you know, out for themselves. They're just selfish individuals, right? Uh, it's just what's in it for me, what's in it for me. You know, I'm the complete opposite of that. My mindset is, you know, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I do this for that person? How can I, you know, help my community? How can I help my family? That's my mindset. Uh, and, and, you know, there's been times in my life uh, from a young age too, you know, there's been times in my life where I've been unfortunately taken advantage of, you know, how they say take pe people take your kindness for weakness. Uh, you know, being a victim of that, it's not, it's not something easy to go through um, because, because uh, you're focused on what you feel in your heart is what's best and that's what you're doing, right? Uh, but then someone comes around and, and uh, uh, you know, their mindset is what's in it for me and they, you know, see that and they see that you're a little, you know, softer if you want to call it that. Okay, uh, so they 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 pounce on that. They take full advantage of that, you know. Uh, so so um, I think that's that's uh, that's extremely important. You know, that's an extremely important lesson that I personally learned. And if I can help someone else, not you know think that, not be naive about what actually is happening in the world, because ultimately, uh, be kind, be nice, do great things, right? But you do have to. You it's on you to also protect yourself in the process too. Because nobody else, don't expect anyone else to do it for you. You have to be the one that protects yourself. I, I love that. I mean, I, I'm a business owner myself. And we, we get into business to be able to have the time to invest. You know, you start, you start something in order to have extra, to have that extra work for you. And sometimes you don't realize you're most vulnerable when you have something extra, you know, when you broke, you guard it really hard. You know, you, you, you make sure that anybody that's trying to touch this little bit that you have has been thoroughly, thoroughly vetted. But the mindset kind of becomes stagnant a little bit when you have extra. And yeah. sometimes you don't notice that there are parasites around yeah. eating and eating and eating until one day you look in the basket and you like, Hey, you took way more than yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like what happened? But yeah, like you said, it's that kindness being taken for weakness, and people will take until you set a boundary yeah. that no, this, it stops here. It yeah, stops here, you know, so have boundaries sooner than later. I would yes. <laughs> yeah, set boundaries sooner than later. You know, and it still happens as as adults too. Because uh, naturally, here's the thing, you know, people naturally, uh, they, they try to see what they can get away with, right? And this starts from a tender young age, from like when you're a child, right? Uh, just think of, you know, think of how often you got to tell the kids to stop doing something, right? And they push the envelope as far as they can go, right? And they see what they can get away with. All right, so that's just that's just the behavior that people uh, carry on throughout the course of their lives, you know. And, and ultimately, for those folks too, you know, uh, if you start that cycle, if you see that cycle, you got to do your best to try to break that cycle. Like I have a son too, you know, and I I try to instill these things within them to not try to get away with you know certain things because reality is this. Reality is this. Uh, 
you the, the world has its punishments, right? Right? God has his own, you know, uh, set of rules and laws and guidelines and, and punishments too, right? Uh, but ultimately, you know, you got to have your own too. You know, you got to have your own too, all right? You know, because if, if we, you know, this is why we teach kids, like, if you do X, Y, Z, here's what's going to, here's the consequence, right? The reason we teach them that at a young age, because when they get older, whatever we allow them to get away with, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Why? Because new friends are going to come into their lives when they go to a new school, when they go to high school. Now we got, you know, we got drugs and alcohol and all this college, all, you know, we have different influences, uh, influences in their lives. And, and, uh, you know, if you focus on, on teaching that child, you know, how to, or, or, you know, the fact that they should always, no matter what's going on, do what is right, you know, because again, the world punishment is, when you're an adult, you do this, you get caught, you, it's prison, jail, right? <laughs> Whatever. So, 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 so we have to have, you know, at a, at a smaller scale, of course, but we got to have those guidelines for them as kids as well. You know, we can't just allow people, the world, just imagine the world with no laws and no rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. How chaotic would it be? <laughs> <laughs> you know how chaotic would it be <laughs> anyone can just do whatever they want whenever they want and uh you know just just imagine how much advantage people would take uh uh you know take of others most definitely and you know what that brings up a thought of how important it is to have self-boundaries like yeah. you said um the more you let yourself get away with lying you become a liar Yep. The more you let yourself get away with stealing, you become a stealer. The more you let yourself get away with um, my mother's favorite word growing up, trifling, being trifling, not <laughs> procrastinating. You know, you become a procrastinator and yep. you never see what it feels like to achieve yep. a goal. So what's really, what's really the problem with that? It's that you have no boundary. You have no accountability for yourself. And once again, to the youth, to the peers, even to the older folks. Reassess your boundaries for yourself. Reassess how much you let yourself get away with because I guarantee you it's a reflection of where you've made it in life. Yep. You know, the discipline comes with accountability. Yep. The, um, the, the key thing there is this, you know, uh, people by nature are habitual. We are creatures of habit. Whatever habit we form, we usually revert back to it at some point in our lives. So if you if you create negative habits in your life as a child, as a teenager, you're going to repeat them. As a as an adult, you're going to, but they're going to be adult habits though. So so they're going to be a lot a lot you know on a larger scale than just a childhood you know poor habits of of you know lying and 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 you know uh whatever the case is you know it gets to the point where you're uh people really get themselves uh in in really good uh, in really bad trouble uh just because they're they can't be honest you know my philosophy is just just tell the truth whatever happens happens it's gonna <laughs> happen anyway you know what i mean uh lying just makes it even worse it doesn't do anything uh to help the situation it just makes the whole situation overall worse but you know learn to form those habits that that you want uh and this is what i tell you know uh, our newer representatives when we train them is our job is to teach you the right habits 
for this business, for this industry. Okay. So we got to get you in the right, you know, people come in and, you know, they think because they've done X, Y, Z somewhere else, they can kind of transfer the, you know, the, the, the skills and all skills are transferable. Okay. However, every business is different too. If, if I, you know, if I, if I went into your business trying to do what we do in our business, it probably wouldn't work. Okay. It works well for you and it works well for us. So, so uh, we try to get people in the right, we reprogram them and get them in the right habits of our particular business so that they can get the success that they come here for as well. So, you know, just create the right habits early on this way. You don't have to worry about uh, uh, trying to change them later because habits are not easy to break are not easy to change. They are hard to break and change. And um, I think a a rule that I would like to throw out there is everybody knows somebody who is very accountable and everybody knows somebody that if you ask them to do something, you really don't know if it's going to happen or not. You're surprised if it does. Yeah. Look at both of those people's lives and say, who do I really want to (laughs) be? Do I want to be the accountable person that when somebody calls me, they know it's done? Or do I want to be the person where if somebody asks me, they like, I'm going to go ahead and get a backup because I know for a fact this is not going. <laughs> well, that, that, that goes back to the to the other point, modeling, the point number two, right? Find a person who has what you want, the direction you want your life to go and model them, not the, not the others. Most definitely. So this is why it's all tied in together. Definitely, definitely. So I think we're on point four now. Four, yep. All right. So, and th- this one is, uh, is one of um, the most important things uh, when it comes to life. You know, we uh, are, we take, we take rejection. When I say we, people, right? We take rejection uh, really hard sometimes, okay? And rejection is a part of living, Right? You know, I mean, how many times have you asked your parents when you were growing up or aunts and uncles, can you have something? They said, no, (laughs) you know, uh, you're still breathing today, aren't you? You're still living, right? How many times you're in business? How many times have you gone to someone with some kind of presentation or pitch and they turned you down, right? It's like, again, what I mentioned earlier, uh, how many, how many, how many interviews that I go to, they said no to me because I didn't have experience. All I knew was I know my I know I'm going to work hard, right? But but they were not willing to take a chance on me. So one of the things I mentioned was, you know, connecting the dots, looking backwards. Uh, if you do some self reflection and you look backwards, the major rejections that you've gotten in your life uh, probably happened for you, and it didn't happen to you in the moment. Now here's the thing. In that moment, you're frustrated. You're like, oh my God, what is going on? The sky is falling. This is happening. That is, why me? What poor me, right? Pity me. All right. But but if you really do some deep self-reflection, uh, you'll you'll see that it actually was happening for you. It was maybe you weren't ready for it at that time. You know, I say I, I used to say all the time, I wish I found this company when I graduated high school. Uh, I would have, I don't think I would have gone to college, you know, uh, but, but, you know, my state director used to say to me, uh, my coach and mentor, he used to say to me, well, you got to look at it from a different lens, you know, because maybe, maybe you weren't ready for it. You know, you weren't mature enough, uh, whatever. Certain things had to happen in your life for you to be prepared for. And then when I started to think about it, I'm like, wow, 
because I worked at Ikea before I worked at this company. And what I did there, you know, is, is um, work there part-time and I sent, you know, their furniture comes flat packed, right? Okay, so I, I assemble furniture on the side, you know, to make ends meet, make extra money or whatever, while I got through college and even after I graduated, while I was interviewing with other companies. So, so um, uh, that actually involved me talking to people, asking them if, if they wanted a product or a service, right? Uh, and, and, you know, uh, getting their contact information, uh, calling them, scheduling an appointment, going out to their house to do a service or provide a service for them and getting paid for that. That's exactly what my business is. You know, when I first started, that's exactly what I had to call clients, right? Union members uh, who we work with, schedule an appointment, go to their house, do a presentation, provide the product and service we do. And that's how I got paid. So it was preparing me for that. But I, I had done like, you know, three years of that. So you know, I knew how to be in someone's house and just have a normal conversation and be relaxed and, and you know, uh, help them and, and do whatever I needed to do, do my job uh, that I signed up to do. So that kind of, you know, prepared me and it taught me certain things that I don't think I would have, uh, that, I, that I know for sure I needed to be successful where I am today. So I think that, um, uh, so my fourth point is uh, accepting rejection uh, to be, you know, to, to be a blessing uh, for you and and not not thinking about the moment okay that you're being rejected you know when I say being rejected is when you you know when you try to get a job and you can't land one and that kind of stuff rejection is a part of living we get rejected all the time uh, people say no to us companies say no to us uh, it's a part of life and and the ultimate thing you have to you know you have to learn to live with is is with is yourself knowing that you actually dealt with it the way you should have dealt with it okay because just because you know uh this door is closed that means god has a plan to open a bigger one for you so it's your duty and your responsibility to to not to not try to step over what god is trying to do and just let god do its uh his his work you know through what through the situation that you're currently going through yeah, I, and it brings to mind a thought of people love to celebrate the doors that God opened for them, but very rarely do we celebrate the doors that he closed. Yep. You know, we don't look back and say like, wow, if this would have happened or if this door would have been opened, like you said, too soon, you may have gotten into that company, uh, squandered the opportunity because you thought, oh, well, I can just get another one. It's, 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 it's simple. And the younger you are, the more you can't recognize a truly amazing opportunity when it presents itself. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that comes with rejection. Like you said, like you, you get rejected enough. You see, you see people try to offer you what you're not worth enough. When, when the proper deal comes along, it's much easier to spot. And then you appreciate it a lot more knowing you've been rejected, you know, right. knowing that, wow, I fought through all of that to get to this point where now I'm actually in a place of favor because the door has opened, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. I mean, I, I, like you said, you worked at Ikea. I worked at Nordstrom's. There you go. Look at that. My first jobs and I, I sold women's shoes yeah. and it's easy to sell a shoe. <laughs> it's easy to sell shoes to women. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. 
Every, they're looking for them. <laughs> they, they looking for a reason to buy some too. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but it does get tough when you get rejected, you know? Um, and having that resilience prepared me for my company. Like when I was knocking on doors, going door to door, hey, can we uh, clean your office space? What? Why would I trust you? You 19 years old, man. Get out of here, you know? Yeah. And I just go right to the next door, clap, knock, 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 until somebody says, you know what? All right. Come on in. Now I'm going to clean that place like it's never been cleaned before. Yep. I understand that this opportunity is rare. You yep. know, I'm going to appreciate it because I I know what those spaces look like when it's no. Yep. <laughs> so yep. somebody does give you a yes, appreciate it, you know. <laughs> you know, what, one thing that uh, to, to, you know, Colonel Sanders, we all know, you know, founder of KFC. Okay. He, he retired, and um, after he retired, he took his Social Security check, uh, which was like, I don't know, $89 a month or something like that. Uh, so so he would go around the country. You know, he had a really good chicken recipe. He would go around the country, knocking on restaurants' doors, asking them, you know, hey, I, I got I got this really good chicken recipe. I don't, I don't want to sell it to you, okay? Well, all I want is you to use it, and um, I, I'll take, you know, whatever, 10%, 15% of your sales. And all these people shut shut their uh, doors in his face, okay? You know, when you think about that, someone who's retired in their 60s, late 60s, and, and you know, that passion, that resilient, all right? When you think about the average person, right? The average person, how many times do you think they would get, a, get people to say no? And then they say, all right, I don't think this chicken recipe is all that good and quit, <laughs> right? right. Don't so, come in. so what a lot of people don't know is, uh, it took him 1,009 doors to be slammed in his face for him to get the yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. But we all know the rest is history, right? Oh, definitely. The rest is history. That one, that one sale out of out of 1,010, you know, times he tried, right? That one person said yes. The rest is history, right? Thomas Edison with the light bulb oh. took him 10,000 times to fail at the light bulb. If he'd stopped, if he gave up, would we have this right now? I don't know. I'm not saying we wouldn't, but just it's the resilience, right? You gotta, you know, you gotta keep going and understand that rejection uh, is a blessing in disguise, and and you know, you gotta learn to get through it and get past it. What I say to my people is this: Look, there's not one company out there that has a product that's so good or a service that's so good that anybody who sees it automatically buys it. I mean, we, we can argue that Apple has probably the best phone out there, right? We can argue that. A lot of people think Android's whatever. Right. But as good as Apple's phones are, that we think they are in their products, everyone who sees it doesn't have an iPhone. People have Androids. People have this kind of phone. People have that kind. It doesn't happen, right? Not everyone's going to say yes to you, but, but the amount that will say yes will outweigh the no's that you've gotten along the way. So the no's are temporary. They're just, I need to know more. So go find out more. Go find that more information you need to give to people so they can say that yes to you. And you know, I love that point because one of the things that I realized early on owning a company is that it takes a very small amount of money to actually sustain your life. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people, when they get in the business, they think, oh, I didn't crack this million dollars in the first year. So it's a bad idea. And it's like, 
No, maybe you haven't found the structure to get to that million yet. And it brings me to a point, like you said, with the rejection, it's like, even though you're being rejected, ask questions. Why, why, why did you reject me? So yep. maybe you can go back and reformulate and the next person you come to, it just keeps getting perfected and perfected and perfected yep. until you have a sales pitch that's very, very hard to say no to because yep. you've taken all of the rejections and actually put them in your toolkit and you build a product or a service that is just so undeniable that more people start to say yes than no. And no. now you have a viable business that's actually profitable and can swim. And you made it, <laughs> theoretically, yep. you know? Yep, yeah. yep. Most definitely. All right, moving on to our last point. This has been absolutely amazing. I hope y'all getting something from this. Uh, thanks, Suli, so much in the, in the comment box for stopping by and uh, hit them with the last one, Suli. Hit them with the last one. All right, last one. Uh, it's probably, and this, this again, you know, ties, uh, it ties into, um, in, into the other four, uh, especially uh, for the first one. It ties into the first one more than, uh, more than the others. Um, but, you know, uh, life, life is about decisions. It's, it's, it's choices, right? You got to make a lot of decisions in your life, you know, uh, from, and from, from a young age, uh, from, uh, I was doing some research and um, uh, human beings start to develop, you know, the intellect uh, to, to know, you know, the right from the wrong, right? Now, whatever that right is and that wrong is, you know, ultimately, uh, uh, you know, we have our own set of guidelines based on our upbringing and all this other stuff in society. But from under two years old, from 18 to 24 months, we start to know what's right and what's wrong. You know, um, I think that, I think that uh, uh, the, the more common, common decisions that people make, you know, uh, especially when they treat each other, you know, bad or wrong or whatever the case is. Um, I think that, I think that, you know, it's a conscious decision that's made. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes people are constantly playing the victim and they think, you know, they think that they're making that decision because they have to, or whatever the case is. Now, don't get me wrong. We are programmed to find a way to survive in this world. Okay, that's just how, how the human race is programmed and why animals too. Animals are programmed to survive and, and you know and, and live, right? Uh, so it's a it's more of an it's, it's more of a uh, human reaction to make whatever decision that you personally feel would help you survive that situation or that moment. Okay. But life ultimately is about choices. It's it's not it's not about we know right from wrong, okay? And and uh uh the way I think we fail each other as people, you know, when we choose to make the wrong decisions, knowing it's going to hurt somebody else, we can do better as a human species. Okay. Uh, there are some great people out there and there are some not so good people out there, but overall, I think, you know, I think if we all come together unified, I think we can make for sure better decisions, especially, you know, when it comes to the way we treat and speak to and, and, and uh, uh, you know, help each other and work with each other. Uh, but knowing that life is about, you know, making decisions and choices, uh, one thing that, that I'd recommend, you know, especially for, 
uh, you know, for, for uh, our teens out there, our younger kids, um, our future is that whenever you're in a space where you have to make a decision, uh, don't, don't make the decision like most other people make the decision. Most other people make the decision to get instant gratification. Okay. To, to, you know, they, they do, uh, what, what either will help them again, get out of that situation or get, get over it or, uh, or what feels good in, in the moment. Right. So, so, you know, um, uh, there's so many situations out there, uh, and, and, you know, just like a perfect example. Uh, so, so when you have, you know, when you, infidelity take for example right uh when when a spouse or a significant other cheats on their mate right it's it's they're doing whatever they're doing in the moment because it feels good mm -hmm. right so you can't think that way you got to think all right what are the long-term effects of this decision i know sometimes you got to make a quick decision you don't have time to process or think about anything which is fine but this is where the habit part comes back right if you have formed a habit of always doing the right thing, your, your brain and your mind naturally goes to, Hey, this is what's right in this situation. Right. So, so, um, don't make decisions, uh, for the moment. Okay. So think, think five years from now, right. If, if I make the decision that I'm going to make right now, will the person I am five years from now, will they say thank you to me? Will they come back to the today me and say, hey, thank you for making that decision? The person 10 years from now, will they come back to me and say, hey, thank you for making that decision because you chose to do X, Y, Z. I am here today. So I want to thank you for that. So, so, you know, if anything, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be a selfish individual or think selfishly and want to make, so think ahead, think about the future. Okay. So many times I see people like I, I just, uh, uh, I just extended an offer to someone last week, uh, when I was at, and on vacation. Uh, so I just extended an offer to someone and she, you know, she, uh, uh, with our business. So the first thing we got to do is we got to get people licensed to do our job because they, you have to have a license issued by the state to be able to provide insurance services. So I noticed she wasn't going through the course, uh, to get licensed. And I reached out to her and, and, um, I say to her, Hey, I'm not sure. I hope everything's okay, but it looks like you haven't, uh, you haven't been, um, uh, working on a course, you know, is everything good? Can you make a commitment to work on it? Her response was, uh, her response was, uh, I'll work on it this weekend, but if I don't finish, like, cause you know, they pay a portion, I cover a portion for the, of the course for them. All right. Now I cover 150 of it for them. They pay $49 for this course. Right. So the bigger investment is made by, by me. So, so, um, I, uh, uh, she, she responds back and saying, can, is there a way to get my, you know, my $49 refund? Uh, I said, I responded to her and I said, well, it sounds to me like you're one foot in and one foot out the door. So are we like 100% committed to one another here? Or it's like having a, a wife and saying, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have a girlfriend on the side. You cool with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so so, um, so, so I, I said to her, uh, you know, it seems like we're not 100. Are we 100% committed to one another? She came back and she was honest. She says, not really. I don't want to waste your time. 
you know, I, my passion is, is to work my business and start my business and, and work it and whatever. So, you know, uh, I said, cool, you know, I, I wish you the best. And then she, you know, she replied back saying something. Um, and I, and I said, one piece of advice I'd give you as a business owner is if your focus, if you want to build a business, you need to stop everything else. Okay. You need to not worry about anything else. Work on your business. She says, oh, I just need a job so I can pay my rent. I say your rent can't be that much that you just need a job. If you focus on your business, if, if you try to work these side jobs, all you're doing is taking time away from building your business. And, and you know, she's thinking short-sighted. She's thinking, how can I pay my rent right now? I get it. Sometimes people get into financial situations where they got to make certain decisions based on that. But you have to learn that, that, you know, sometimes you may have to put something aside for the greater good, for the bigger picture. If you really want to build your business, you got to focus on the future, not, not in the moment. Let me get a buck right now. A buck pays your bills right now. I think long-term. So I'm thinking 10 years from now, I'm thinking uh, 15 years from, I'm thinking retirement. When I retire, I want to travel the world right? See all these different countries and all these things talked about in the Bible. I want to go to these countries and places and, and visit them and see, you know, uh, so, so, so the advice is uh, make sure that when you are making a decision, don't think about the current moment, okay? Think about the future. Think about three years from now, five years from now, how, because this decision you make today will impact your life later on as well. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. Um, and I do think that most people, because I've started and, and gone through the process of owning a business, it's very easy to spot those who are going to make it as opposed to those who probably aren't. Because like you said, it's the one foot in, one foot out. I kind of want to make a jump, but I think the most dangerous thing is to look over an edge so long that you accidentally just fall yeah, in fall into it yeah you know so a business be prepared for the jump if, if that means all right i gotta take a step back in my lifestyle i may have to move back in with somebody i may have to get a roommate i may have to do whatever i have to to make these bills as small as possible for this amount of time and after i hit this goal in the business then i can find my own place and start to get back that normalcy that you get from working a regular job, understand that it's going to take a sacrifice. And like you said, can you look five, 10 years down the line and will you be glad that you gave up some temporary comforts in the moment? Or will you be sad that you couldn't do it and now you're still stuck in that same place yep. that you were just hand to mouth, hand to mouth, and you never can get to a place where you can step up, breathe, and make some decisions where you have options in your life, you know? Yeah. So, man. And life is, uh, life, life is uh, you know, you have to make a certain sacrifice. You have to give up something to, to get, you know, if you say I want X, Y, Z, there's something that has to be given up for that. You know, there's something that has to be sacrificed for that. Uh, and, and that sacrifice, you know, sometimes it could be, I don't know, it could be time away from family sometimes, you know, especially in business. It could be, 
you know, time away from friends. You can't hang out with friends as much as you used to. You know, I know when I first started this business, that's exactly what it was for me, right? It was time away from the family. It was time away from friends. While I was working hard, you know, all my friends are at the bar hanging out and, you know, having, you know, having good conversations. All of a sudden, the third, taking vacations. I didn't do that, right? I, I was just gr- in grind mode. Uh, but, you know, uh, it got to the point where, where when we went out, I'm paying for everything, you know? <laughs> so, so it's, it's uh, not that I'm not trying to make it about the money, but it's the, the point is, you know, something was given up for that to, you know, that to be the case. So you always got to give up something to get something. You can't just go around in life and thinking, um, oh, all right, I just want this. All right. So let me, uh, <laughs> let me go get it. No, there's something, what's the, what's the big thing that has to be given up? What are you willing to, what are you willing to give up to get what you want is the question you always got to ask yourself. Yeah. And the whole, you can have it all is a lie. You yeah. can have it all, just not at the same time. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> so thank you so much, Suli, for coming through, dropping these beautiful gems for the youth, for the, for our peers and for the older, the elders amongst us that still seek to learn, you know, because I truly believe everybody is a walking class that I'm willing to attend because you never know what you can learn from that. So thank y'all so much for tuning into Goshen Rising. Thank you for listening to the business casual. And we just got to show more love to all of our guests that come on like Suli, who have come from one place, made it to another and is willing to pay it forward and leave us with some gems. So until next time, peace.